0: Teacher friend, welcome to another episode of the Simply Teach podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring on a teacher friend to talk about simple ways to engage our students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. I'm so glad that you're here. Today's episode is a little bit different. I've been hosting the series Operation Organization on my blog this month. Each week, I've coached a classroom teacher on organization and management strategies. Today, I'm sharing with you my coaching session with Emma, who's a first-year teacher who walked into her very own classroom just a couple months ago in January, you guys. She's struggling to figure out behavior management routines for her sixth-grade students. We talk about specific behavior management plans she can put in place, as well as possible rewards, and some individual behavior plans for those extra-challenging students. If behavior management is a struggle for you, you have to listen. I think you'll walk away with some really great ideas. Start out and just tell people watching about your teaching history, what you're teaching right now, um, and then what your struggles are.
1: Okay, Um, I am a new teacher. I graduated from Grand Valley State in Michigan in December, and I got my first teaching job January 29th was my first day, so I started second semester, the first day of the second semester. And I took over a teacher who is now a couple of rooms down the building from me. And I teach in Auclair, Michigan. Um, it's a very small school. It's rural. And I my past experience is student teaching in fifth grade and kindergarten. And I now teach sixth grade, self-contained, and one section of eighth grade teeth.
0: Wait, say that again. You teach, teach sixth grade, self-contained, in what?
1: One section of eighth grade math.
0: So yeah, go ahead.
1: The teacher who teaches seventh, eighth grade math, she teaches both seventh and eighth grade and we have six hours in a day. So she teaches five hours and she has one planning period. So I took, I take one section of her eighth grade math.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So when you say self-contained, like are they They're with the sixth graders are with you all day?
1: They are with me for the beginning part of the day. We switch for math with eighth okay. grade teachers, but that's okay. just so that we can level them. Uh-huh. But they are with me until just after lunch, and then they have specials the last two hours of the day. I have my planning period and then eighth grade at the end of the day for an hour.
0: Okay, so but you're with, so you have essentially three classes. Yes, three groups of students. Yes. Okay. Um, do you feel like all of your classes are? Like, so the str- the struggles you were telling me you have are with um, behavior management and like figuring out behavior, like ways to keep them on task and mm-hmm. reward them. Do you feel like across the board it's pretty even about like their needs, or are they is it different would,
1: from class to class? I would say I need more so help with my homeroom class mm-hmm. kids that I have for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um the my math class is the high level math class so they're usually kids that stick to what they're supposed to be doing there's a couple of kids in there who I mean I need to refocus but other than that they're fine
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the eighth grade math um it's hard because at my school the eighth graders just kind of don't care right now mm-hmm. their math scores are really really low um so that makes it kind of hard. But I mean, they, for the most part, they do what they are supposed to do. It's mostly my homeroom class that I struggle with.
0: Okay. Tell me a little bit more about the behavior system that you're currently using and then the problems you're having with it.
1: Well, so I tried to keep with the same behavior system that the teacher before had, because then it's an easier transition for the students. Right. Um, So how she had it is she has each of their initials on a magnet and they're on this board and they start at one and then there's a two and a three. Mm -hmm. and every time there's a negative behavior that she believed warranted a moving of the magnet she would move it and then once they got to three they got a lunch detention um and I she also had what she called zap it forms for respect and responsibility which I kind of forgot about until recently (laughs) pointed them out (laughs) um but the problem that I have with this particular behavior plan is that it focuses more so on negatives and she didn't really have positive behavior Uh with like columns like if you're in this group you get a magnet and at the end of the seating chart the ones with the most magnets get a prize kind of thing right um so but it's more so negative and I have quite a few students in my classroom who when it's done so publicly their behavior gets worse yes And so that's most kids for, I mean, right. And I have a couple of really bad behavior issues where these students just like can't seem to control themselves Mm -hmm. and they've had in-school suspensions, they've had out-of-school suspensions and just all of that hoopla and stuff. So I have a heart. I want to be able to focus more so on positives. I still want there to be consequences for the negative behaviors, and, uh, the week before last week, so two weeks ago, um, I talked to the kids about how we work through transitions and I, are we good at transitioning from subject to subject? Are we good at following directions? And they all know that they're not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not good at it. And I mean, it's not completely all their fault because I'm a new teacher. I have poor classroom management skills. Um, so they, uh, came up with a, be- a behavior plan of their own that they get five warnings. The first warning they, they just get a check mark and it's just a warning. The second one they have to go fill out a zap it form which they reminded me about.
0: <laughs> the third one is <laughs> a- I don't know how they do that you're like
1: ah <laughs> you forgot that existed target. Um, so then they uh, the third one was a lunch detention. The fourth one is a uh, call home. And then I determined a fifth one, which is we both call home together. So Mm -hmm. they're included in the call because they've done this bad behavior five times. Right. But still that's still very negative. And I think that's something that I want to keep just so that they know that that there's still
0: consequences
1: for their bad behaviors, but I want to make the public part more positive rather than negative.
0: Right. Well, I think you're on the right track about, obviously about gearing more towards positivity. Um, I also think you're on the right track about involving your kids in the decision-making process. I think that's really important, especially with sixth graders
1: who mm-hmm. are like
0: you know, <laughs> too cool for school and right. whatnot. So um, I think that that gives them a lot of like ownership in their classroom. And I think that's a big part to creating a classroom environment is letting them be a part of it, you know? Right. I would recommend two behavior plans. So you could do a whole group behavior, positive incentive plan. Okay. You could do a small group. Like if your kids sit in, what's your teaching style? Like, are you more stand up and teach or is it cooperative learning? What, um, because of
1: the behavior problems, I took them out of groups that they were in and I put them in rows. But it's still them working and them working through things and they have to talk to their neighbors, which they're actually really, really bad at. Like Mm -hmm. if they don't like their neighbor, they will not talk to their neighbor or they won't work in their group that I have. Um, So I prefer having them work through problems together and do like do learning that way. I'm not quite to that point because I'm still trying to figure out curriculum and all that stuff. I got thrown in pretty fast. Like the weekend before the week before I started, I got my wisdom teeth out. And so it was like a crazy start to my job. (laughs) Um, So I want them to be able to do group work and work together as groups, but I need to make the idea is known that you have to work. You can't be chatting to your friends whenever right. you want and all of that. So I want to get that set before I can start to do the group. Kind right. Of stuff.
0: Okay. Well, the reason I asked that is because if you have them in small groups, then having a small group reward system would be a thing to consider. But if you don't, then I would just stick to a whole group and then an individual, um, positive behavior incentive. Okay. So, um, let's start with whole group. So now I'm coming from an elementary background and so are you. So yep. these ideas are probably ones you've seen before. Um, but I, would be curious to see how middle schoolers respond to them. Something like a marble jar, mm-hmm. uh, where they could, you know, earn marbles for when they're working cooperatively as a group or they're, do you walk in lines? Are they like free to, um, you know I mean, how, like in elementary, everybody walks in a line everywhere they go.
1: Oh yeah, no, they kind of move as they please. When yeah. we like walk from to an assembly, we don't really leave our classroom that often. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're pretty much in our room, and so they walk around the room pretty freely. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so.
0: Yeah. So anytime that they are doing something positive, even if it's the tiniest little thing, giving them a marble in the jar. One thing I learned with the group that I had, that was like a really challenging group is I had to draw like on the marble jar, like a line here, a line here, a line here. And every time we got there, we were celebrating with some kind of reward. And so that's where I would pull in their decisions and their opinions by having a meeting and talking about, okay, what are some rewards y'all would want to work for? Right. Um, and then putting them, I would always just like write them on a sticky note and tape it onto the marble jar so that they could see what they were working for. Okay. Um, so that's one option. And that's something you could even do with all three of your groups, uh, you know, just three different jars with different color marbles in each jar or, you know, however you wanted to do it. Um, you could do like the, you know, the paper strips you cut and you link them, Oh, yep. We do something like that from the ceiling to the ground or every five links we get, we get some kind of reward. Um, that's another option. And then the last one I would mention for whole group, but this also really works for individual. I'm using it as my individual reward system right now. The last one I had for whole group was um, I made like a huge hundreds chart, like on a poster board. Mm -hmm. and uh, I use it for individual whenever I see a kid doing something well oh hey go write your name on okay a number Um, I actually got that idea from a friend that I work with and whenever they at the end of the week I just like draw numbers and um, whoever is whatever numbers are drawn they earn um, I'm giving them classroom money as their reward that then they can turn and use Okay, yeah. So those are kind of some ideas for whole group. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I really like the links and the marble and stuff. I'm not sure about the hundred sharp just because they are older and they mm-hmm. are sneaky and they can reach things that are high and stuff okay. like that. Um, but I like I like the links idea, just like every five links, they get like a small class reward or something. So I kind of like that one.
0: And then it can be, you know, for the first, when you're trying to roll out, because that's what you're essentially trying to do is roll out a new classroom system in Mm -hmm. an existing classroom system. Um, Give them like, you get, you know, five links and we're celebrating. But then after a few weeks, well, now we're going to eight links or 10 links and so they're having to work for more,
1: right?
0: So you know, just keep that in mind. You don't want to keep it too too easy for too long. But at the very beginning, you want it them to you know, re- what's the word I'm looking for? Reap the benefit really, really soon, right? So I would have a whole group behavior incentive and then uh, individual. So for individual, I know you had said something about starting classroom jobs. Yes um would you pay them for those jobs or would they just be
1: well I've thought about paying them for the jobs um and doing like a classroom economy mm-hmm. where they like pay rent for their desk and stuff like that because to, they're there's a lot of times where they like draw on their desk a lot or they do a lot of things that they know they shouldn't be doing but they don't care because well it's my desk anyways but I want right. them to realize like no it's my desk I'm lending it to you yeah kind of thing. So I thought about starting a classroom economy where they have to like pay if they don't get an assignment in on time or mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff so that they're getting more of the responsibility factor. Cause like in elementary school, you are teaching those social skills and responsibility, but middle school is where it really starts. Yeah. You're teaching them how to be a human in a human
0: world. Right. Where they're old enough to like make the connections of what right.
1: you're doing. Yeah. You know. And so I want to be able to create that economy and that system that they'll see later in life. Mm -hmm. So they also start to learn how to actually handle their money and handle their lives, basically. So I want to kind of start doing that as well and include the classroom jobs in that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a huge advocate for the money system. I don't know if you've I I probably haven't blogged about it in a really long time, but on my website, I, um, I have a whole packet on teachers pay teachers on a classroom economy system because that's what I, that's what I've always done as my, uh, individual reward is classroom dollars and then they get paid for their job. And then I've done the same thing where they pay rent at the end of the week, um, and just learning how to manage their money essentially. Right. Um, So I think if you're, if that's something that you are kind of leaning towards, I think it would be, it's, you're killing two birds with one stone, right? You know, you're getting that personal financial literacy in, but you're also working on behavior and rewarding them that instant, like, thank you for putting your pencil away quickly. Here's a dollar, you know, whatever. Um, I also, you said something about dojo points, right? Have you? you've like kind of thought about class dojo? Yes, I have. So that's another option too. And there was a year where I, I use class dojo and a money system like synonymously. So like Mm -hmm. I would give them, like I would keep record of their points in my phone, like, Oh, thanks for walking in line quietly. Oh, thanks for this. And give them a point. But then at the end of the week on payday, I would pay them out for their dojo points. Plus okay. whatever they got for their classroom job. Okay. It's for me, that was easier than carrying around classroom money and handing it out and then having mm-hmm. to put it away and, you know, being a distraction. Right. Um, so those are kind of my thoughts on individual.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I said, I had the hundredth chart, but you're right. They are kind of sneaky and
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I've used a permanent marker too on it. So that way it's like less, likely to be erased but it's easy to like write your name twice on it or yeah yeah yeah
1: um the only problem that like I want to do the classroom economy but the only problem is that I don't have like desks that hold things they're like the desk with the arm connected to the chair Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. baskets underneath so I don't know where I would have them keep their money I guess is the only problem that I have
0: where do they keep their like pencils and their supplies
1: uh, they don't really have them.
0: Um, they keep, their,
1: they keep their books and stuff under the desk, but uh-huh. I have a lot of students who aren't very responsible with pencils. So they're always borrowing my pencils. and Uh, other make than
0: pay for a pencil,
1: <laughs> make them pay for the pencils. I might have to start doing that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where I would keep it because they, a lot of them don't have like the pencil carriers and stuff like that. So I don't know where they would,
0: do they even have, do they have folders?
1: I mean, some of them have binders
0: because what I do is I just give them a plastic baggie Okay. and they put their money in there. And I'm just like, I mean, I tell mine to keep it in their independent work folder. Um, but if you don't have a folder system that they could put it in, you know, it, well, I don't really care where you put it as long as it's away and you're not distracted by it, then it's their responsibility to keep up with, you know? Yeah. Are you on spring break right now? I am. Okay. So are you wanting to like go back after spring break with like a fresh start and like kind of?
1: Yes. Okay. So I told them that at the end of spring break, I'd have the classroom jobs set up, which I've determined what the jobs are. Okay. And how many of each job they're going to have or how many people are going to be on each job because some jobs require more than one person right and so like desk straightener person who opens and the- opens the door for people who are outside turns on a- on and off the lights and pick a couple people who pick up the floor people who take care of the classroom library and make sure it's all straightened up and all put together and stuff like that so I've determined the jobs that I want and I told them that I'd have like the negative behavior system ready mm-hmm. For them to see, but I'm thinking about because they want me to do it on the board, but the problem is that's so public.
0: Right. So
1: I'm thinking about a way that I can do it on their desk where they each have like this little sticky note, and I might just start with sticky notes at the start of the day and then give them a check mark every time mm-hmm. they get a warning just on their desk. So it's not so public, but they know what they have. So I wanted to go in after spring break ready and have all this so that the first day back, I can explain what we're doing and we can finish off the marking period like this.
0: So what are, what do you think about, um, cause I understand where you're coming from about like wanting them to have the negative, mm-hmm. but what if you went back the first week and solely focused on the positive? Yep. And then the week after came like the second week back, say, okay we have been focusing on the positive all week and we've been doing great hopefully. And, um, but starting today, and I would pick like your top three, maybe five issues you're having in the classroom. So whether it's shouting out, uh, borrowing pencils, not coming prepared, um, your top three to five struggles with the kids, um, put them on a chart, with what it's going to cost them. So if they shout out, it's $1. If they don't have a pencil, it's $2. Um, And then let that be the negative. Okay. Because checks on a chart aren't going to hurt until they're down at the bottom where they're having to make a phone call. Right. You know? So if you, if they're having to do almost that instant, like, you know, I shout out now I owe you a dollar. Well, then right. there's some like accountability for their actions, okay. you know? Yeah. So if, if I were in your place, I would go back this upcoming Monday and just like positive out the wazoo, give them, um, money. I keep wanting, I call mine buck team bucks. Cause that's my maiden name. <laughs> So, I keep wanting to call them buck team bucks, but give them money like, I mean, you know, 10 to 15, $20 a day per kid, not maybe not per kid, but like a lot. Go in and focus on the positive and give them a ton of money. Right. And then the following week, come in and be so not mean, but strict and like account like holding them accountable you shout it out. You owe me a dollar. You don't have your pencil. You owe me whatever. Um, that way you can, they can learn like very quickly. Oh, she's gonna, she's on it. She's going right. To make us pay literally.
1: (laughs) Right. Um,
0: for, you know, whatever it is that they're negatively doing.
1: Okay. And what do you do if they have no money, but they owe you money?
0: So I've had that before and Mm -hmm. those kids, you have to find every freaking little thing to give them money for. (laughs) Okay. And that's my hardest part with the system is I want to take it away so easily, but I am so stingy to give it out. Right. Yeah. Um, they're going to be earning money for their job. Okay. So, well, okay. I'm, I'm assuming they are. That's how I do it in my classroom. They earn money for their job. I mean, I think it makes sense. (laughs) Are you going to have every kid have a job or? That's I'm not sure if I'm gonna have enough
1: jobs for every kid to have a job.
0: Okay. So I um will let my kids be on vacation if I if they don't have a job. And then I just mm-hmm. pay them like I still pay them okay. for being on vacation. Um so that way they're still earning money. Okay. Because I mean, we get paid vacation. True. And I've also started a bank in my class. So like I just have an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet oh. and I give them like I put their, I let them invest their money in the bank okay. and they can earn interest. in in second grade, it's just a dollar a week in sixth grade. I think you do percentages and all that kind of stuff. We do. You could, you, could, you know, tie that in. Well, you know, you earn 2% interest for whatever your money is in the bank. Okay. Um, so then if that's the case, I can go in and take, like, you don't have your pencil. You owe me $2. I can take $2 out of your bank and it shows you're at a negative two. But now when I put your money in for your job, right, it's going to auto deduct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I handle that.
1: Okay, cool. So how much do you pay for jobs?
0: I pay ten dollars a week.
1: Ten dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then,
0: and I charge five dollars a rent, uh, five dollars a desk for rent. Okay. Now you said you have a couple kids that are really.
1: Yes, I have a couple kids who are really bad.
0: So I would look for them. I would see about starting an ind like a specialized individual behavior plan for okay. them. So you could do something like a chart that is broken up by subject or by Mm -hmm. time period. um, And then set out, like have a conversation with them. Okay. These are the two things that you need to work on that you're struggling with
1: Okay,
0: Um, yelling out in class, calling people names, whatever. I don't know. And then, these are, these are things I'm going to be looking for during each time period of the day. If you follow the expectations and you meet these goals, then I'm going to give you a smiley face. If you do okay on it, I'm going to give you a straight face. If you bomb it, I'm going to give you a frowny face. Right. Now, what are some rewards you'd like to work for? And then again, let them decide on rewards they want. Then at, at the end of the day, like I'll, I'll give them a goal. So you need to earn 10 points. Well, each smiley face is worth two points. Each frowny face is worth zero points. A straight face is worth one point. Okay. Are you following? Does that make yes. sense?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I can send you a picture or something I have like that too. Uh, so then they are working throughout the day to get those points. If they meet their goal of whatever you and them decide at the end of the day, whatever mm-hmm. their point is, then they get to do one of those rewards the following day when they come okay. in the morning. Right. And then I've done it before where it's like a laminated chart that we just clear off at the end of every day, but I've also done it where it's in a folder with a parent signature and it goes home every day and parents sign it. So that way they can, then you're having that parent communication and you have data to back up. Right. Yeah. You need to, you know, take it farther to administration.
1: I had a student who he got suspended while I was out sick and so he, the next week we had a four day week, two weeks in a row.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he was an out of school suspension for two days, but something happened. So then he got like another day out and he came back and he was in my classroom for like 15 minutes at the beginning of the day. And then he left again. And this past week, the week before spring break, he was in a four day out of school suspension. So like he hasn't been in my classroom for three weeks because of
0: kind of nice sometimes,
1: <laughs> right? Which is, but like we have what's called the alternative learning lab. Uh-huh. So Once they get a certain amount of detentions, they go into the alternative learning lab for three day, for a day, and then it uh-huh. kind of flip flops. So he's been through that lab like six days. And now he's started doing out of school suspensions because his behavior is just not
0: changing. Mm-hmm. What are some of his behaviors?
1: Oh uh, man. What is he? He likes to run around the room and hit people a lot. Uh, there's this, there's a couple of girls that he bullies a lot, but he doesn't mostly out in the hallway. So I don't really know what's happening, but he does it. He runs around the room. He yells a lot. Uh, he touches things on my desk all the time, even though I tell him not to touch the things on my desk, because I don't go up to his desk and touch his things. So why should he mm-hmm.
0: go up
1: And so those are just a couple of the things. But it's not so like he'll blurt out, but it's more so physical behaviors. He's mm-hmm. running around the room, he's he's walking up to people and just talking to them when they're working and
0: all Do you um, think is it like a defiant thing or is it like a I just can't sit still, can't help it kind of thing.
1: It's partially that, but also when I mention it to him, he he'll start to say, well, this person did this to me. And Mm -hmm. so I did this in return. Mm -hmm. And half the time, I don't think that he can control it, Mm -hmm. but also he started lying about it recently Mm -hmm. about the behaviors, even though like I watched him do it, he knew I was watching him do it. And yet he still lied about doing it right and so it's it's just like he can't control himself Mm -hmm. when someone does something to him he needs to do something in return right right but it's all he doesn't like to do his work ever and he wants to be good but he's just not very good at being well Mm -hmm.
0: so he's he's not like you know, I've had kids before that they're just like, screw you. I don't really care what you say. I'm you yeah, one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I think for him, you could try it like an individual thing, giving him plenty of rewards throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Also giving him responsibility within the classroom. Right. Um, maybe even like an extra job on top of his classroom job that is like, ask him what he
1: like important have, to him. I have a job application that uh-huh. I can fill out and they get to pick their top three jobs that they want and then they have to explain why they'd be good at that job mm-hmm. that I have that I printed out for them. So and I'm gonna tell them it's mo- most of the time the kids that get picked for the jobs are the kids who show me they're responsible, show Perfect. me that they can handle this extra responsibility on top of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah but he's someone who it's, I'm not sure if he'd get a classroom job as often just because he doesn't show the responsibility right. and um, like he'll throw stuff off his desk if he gets mad. And like, I'll mention his behavior to just him. And from then on his behavior yes. tanks.
0: Yeah. How, do you have um, like, is administration supporting you or like providing you any support as far as like a behavior specialist or,
1: Um, we don't have a behavior specialist. I have recently emailed the school count. So the middle school doesn't have a school counselor all on its own. Um, sixth grade, technically the elementary counselors are a counselor, but he's like new and we're in a separate building than them. So I don't really know why we have a different counselor, Mm -hmm. but our middle school and high school are the same building. So I've talked to the high school counselor and I want to talk to him more about maybe taking this kid out for 30 minutes a week or mm-hmm. 15 minutes a day, just so that he can vent and work through mm-hmm. coping strategies and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, but we don't really have a behavior.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Cause I was going to say it would be worthwhile reaching out to them and seeing like what kind of, because that child almost needs like a really targeted intervention plan. Yeah. um, That, you know, right now you, you're trying to battle all these other things flying around (laughs) this. But I would say if for the time being, do like try to find a place to let him be successful because he's probably, is he high academically? No. Okay. So he's probably acting out. And because he's not, he doesn't feel smart or he doesn't feel good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So try and find places where he's really successful and then feed yeah. off of those, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that's ha- like, it's easy, but it's hard to do in the moment because you're right. like, you're just really annoying me. And I just want you to, <laughs> whatever, you know? Okay. Um, another thing I was, are you familiar with Kagan Cooperative Learning?
1: I think I've heard
0: of it. Okay. So I would do some research on it. Um, It's a, it's cooperative. So cooperative learning is different from group learning because cooperative learning is um, you're working in a group, but everybody has a specific role as to what they're doing so that Mm -hmm. your kids are being held accountable. You said that your class is really chatty and they like to talk. Well, Kagan allows for kids to talk but it's very focused on what they're talking about. Okay. Um, they have trainings all over the country. So I, w- I would just look into it and see if there's anything like this summer or um, even the rest of the year. I don't know Right. if you could try and go to that and get some training on that because I think that would be a good way to take that energy and the conversation and funnel it into a healthy yeah. you know, okay. Use it in a healthy way. Oh, one other thing I had written down is I had a principal tell me this one time when I had my class, that was like the worst class ever. Is yes. that for every negative thing you say to a kid, even if it's like, you're not walking in line correctly, or, you know, something so small for every negative, you have to give three positives. Okay. You know, our teachers would say, get in line or stop talking or, and, and, we're having to do this shift and it's hard to be mindful of, but if it's it's a mind mindset shift of calling out the positive over the negative. So instead of saying, please stop, you know, so-and-so stop talking, so-and-so, thank you for sitting quietly. Or um, you know, just finding those positive things that you can say to them and praise them for what they're doing correct instead of calling out the negative behavior. So that way when you are having to get onto those kids for something negative, they have a bank of positives from you. Do you see what oh, i mean? Yeah. Kind of like bucket filling. Yeah, kind of. But even just something something as simple as like, thank you for standing in line. I keep referencing line because that's, I feel like where we spend half of our day.
1: <laughs> My kids, they're in line coming in from math.
0: <laughs> there you go. But, you know, thank you for pushing in your chair quietly. Thank you for getting your stuff out quickly. Mm-hmm. Here's the dollar. Okay. Uh, just almost like re-changing your mind to just constantly be positive and, and right, trying yeah. to see only those things.
1: Yeah. For the students that you had that just did not who refused to do anything. Mm-hmm. What did you do?
0: Um, like the defiant behaviors. Yeah. So, so. let's see that year I had a lot of defiant behaviors and I had a behavior specialist helping me. So that was kind of part of it. Mm -hmm. I did do, um, individual, like the things I was telling you about. Um, another thing I've done is like a choice menu. So, um, I made it be like appetizer entree dessert. And then I would have like two or three different items in each of the sections. And it was like, okay, if you're not going to do this, we're doing this activity over here. You're choosing not to participate. Well, then you can go over here and you can do this. And I just kept it in a folder like in their folder with paper and whatever kind of stuff they needed. Um, And I would like, that would be their other option to work on. And then if they didn't, Want to work on it in the class well then now your next option is i'm going to call the office and you're going to take that menu to the office okay so Um, then, you ever make them do the things that they refuse to do yeah i mean because it's something that like is sending the kids to the office an option for you like if it's over and over Um, the kids go in the hallway okay
1: where the principal kind of walks around okay
0: Because I remember reading that in your thing and they might honestly see that as a reward or like not a reward, but like a, Oh, I get to go sit in the hallway and see what's going on out here. Right. Yeah. So another option is to find a teacher like on your hallway that you trust and feel good about. And that be like, okay. So, so first choice is you can work on the activity we're doing, or you can work on the menu board. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to come back in two minutes, come back in two minutes. If they're still not working. Okay. I see that you made the choice to work on the menu board. I'm going to walk away. When I come back, I want to see you working. If not, or no, I would no, I wouldn't say that. I would say do the first part work or menu board. I'm going to walk away, come back, still doing nothing. Okay. So now your options are, you can do the menu board in class, or you can do the menu board in so-and-so's classroom. Okay. And then. Um walk away give them a minute if you walk back by and they're working thank you so much for working. here's a dollar even though you're rewarding them for doing the wrong thing right they still made a decision okay yeah um if they're still not working, then okay well now we're gonna move to this classroom okay yeah uh and try that and see how that works okay all right. Um, trying to think if there was anything else I did and then work that they need to do that is like for a grade, mm-hmm. um, it could be something that could be sent home for homework with them. Okay, It could be something that you could say, okay, like another choice could be, you can do this now, or you can do this in lunch detention. I don't okay. know if that's, I don't know if y'all have that. Yep. Um, so that sounds- Okay. You chose not to do it now. So you're going to do it in lunch detention. Uh, They still don't do it. Well, then it becomes homework, right? You know, just giving them the biggest thing I would say is giving them two choices and then allowing them to to make choice. If they're just, if they're still defiant and still refusing, that's when I would call administration. And I would say, you know, this is what I've done. Now I need this child removed from my classroom because he's or she, I assume that he's a he, (laughs) but you know, I need this child removed because they are distracting me from what I need to be doing. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I hope that it was helpful. Yeah. I got a lot of ideas. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to sign up for my email list and join the Simply Organized Teacher Facebook community. I want you to be able to follow along with all the operation organization sessions. And if you want to listen and watch all the coaching sessions, make sure to head over to my website where I have a recap blog posted with all the videos and audio from each session. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find a Facebook group. I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.
1: Thanks for listening to the Simply Teach podcast. Make sure to join back next week. For a new episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review so other great teachers like you can find us.